What's going on, everybody? It's Jeremy, and I'm back again. Today is Thursday, June 4th, 2020, and this is episode number 13 of How to Survive in a Family Business Without Losing Your Mind. Last week, I jumped on a Zoom call with my friend Nick Valenziano, who is in my Pleasanton Young Professionals group. His family owns Porky's Pizza Palace in San Leandro, as well as in Pleasanton. He also works with his father-in-law as an insurance agent, so he's got a lot of experience working with family, and uh, I want to thank him for taking the time out of his day to do this with me, and I really hope you guys enjoy the interview. Yo. Can you hear me? Yeah. Sound like good? Yeah, it sounds fine. Okay. All right. So, uh, let's see. What, why don't you tell, for whoever's going to listen to this, why don't you tell them who you are and why you are on my podcast Okay, related to family business? Related to family business. Okay. So my name's Nick Valenziano. My family owns Porky's Pizza Palace and I call myself just the spoiled third generation that will inherit hopefully (laughs) a pizza palace. But that is far from the truth. I'm grinding every day in the restaurant and the business helping the family be better. The main reason why I wanted to help get into the family business because I have my whole other um, insurance agency as well is because I wanted to get my parents to retirement and I saw what they were doing. They were either just going to literally die making pizzas or nothing was going to happen. And so that's the reason why I wanted to kind of get into it is just to help them get out of it. You've been working in the business since what? Since you were a kid with in San Leandro? Yeah, I mean, or? I started folding my first boxes in 1996. 96 Olympics, I remember watching on the TV. My dad would pay me a penny per box to fold. Mm. Um, so I would work all day and make 20 bucks. And did sometimes. you go to Did you go to college? Yeah, so I went to San Jose State. I studied marketing. Marketing. Okay, Actually, that, that was my next the, question. Yes, I invented the cheesy garlic bread bites through a uh, project that one of my marketing classes had to do or something like that. Oh, so nice. That was cool. Yeah, I, uh, I'm an inventor of the cheesy garlic bread bites. That's my pickup line when I step into <laughs> a bar. I'm just kidding. I haven't gone to a bar in a while and married, so don't have to pick anyone up. But yeah, if that was my pickup line, that would be it. I invented the cheesy garlic bread bites. <laughs> oh, Thank man. God I'm married. All right. Now, don't you, on the insurance side, don't you work for your father-in-law? Yeah. So that was also another thing when I was dating a girl that I liked, I uh, decided I was going to go do some insurance. Didn't know her dad was in it. Uh And uh, he's like, Hey, do this. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, someday you'll be able to take over my book of business and then I'll be able to retire there. So kind of, I didn't choose farmers for the fact that I was dating a girl that her dad was already a farmer's agent. I really like the farmer's model because you are truly like your own business owner. You start your book from zero mm-hmm. and then you build it up and then you can sell it or pass it off to your spoiled son-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that was the other thing. So my life is literally two family businesses. And so yeah. when you're, you're taking a family call, you don't know if it's about to be business or yeah. is it about to be talking about the kid. And our family dinners just turn into business meetings to the point where my wife on Friday nights, like literally has to say, you guys cannot talk about networking or insurance or you, you can't, or I will leave. So there's been a couple Friday nights ruined because they turn into business meetings. 
Yeah, I get that. I mean, we we uh, have dealt with similar situations where we're just sitting there and like we'll go over to my parents or a barbecue or something, and all we end up talking about is work. Mm-hmm. That so, is literally your whole life. Mm-hmm. Like that's all the time. That's what it is. And I'll get a get a phone call that'll say, you know, my phone will pop up and says "Dad," and I'll I'll answer it, and he's like, "Hey, do you know where this is at work?" And I'm like, "Oh, you're at work. Okay." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then the next time I'll think that he's calling for something for work, and he's like. Hey, do you think you wanna? You guys wanna come over this weekend for a barbecue? And it's like, <laughs> good luck guessing on those. Yeah, there, there is really never a, a shot of knowing because as an entrepreneur, you're literally always working. But then you can choose when you don't want to work, and then that's when they want to choose to have fun. Yeah, and then it's got to be interesting the different dynamics between working like with your father-in-law, your in-laws' side, versus working with like your own blood family. Yeah. So the model with my father-in-law, we kind of, we're together, but we're separate. We have Mm -hmm. our own clients. We have, everything's kind of separate, but we do help and and vibe off each other. I see. So that's, that's great. Cause I can almost make any decision. Like if I want to go invest a thousand dollars into marketing, that's my thousand dollars. I see. If I want to go invest a thousand dollars into Porky's, I got to go jump through mommy, daddy, uncle, do you think this is a good idea? Yeah. And I know it's a good idea because I said it's a good idea. Yeah. And I know I'm not going to go put a thousand dollars out if I know I'm not going to make more than a thousand bucks. But it's like, how many hoops do I have to jump? Through? You have to get, you have to get that clearance and yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And then even if one of them says, yeah, sure. Then the other one's like, yeah, I don't know about that. And then you have to convince them and go through yeah. all this that you and don't really want to go through. At one point we had three business coaches um, we had like a business coach, a marketing coach, and then a life personal who just flooded into the business coach. And my marketing coach is like, what dollar amount do you have to just go spend and you don't have to ask anyone? And that really was like a true, oh, yeah, wow. Good. Because back then it was like 50 bucks. Now, mm-hmm. if I go spend $250, they at least trust me to go. Yeah. yeah, that was a fine decision because of what I've done in the past. They've seen that. And I have a funny story of that same sort of thing. Like my dad doesn't really like to spend money at all for Mm -hmm. almost anything unless it's like marketing and he's deciding what it is. Like if I want to spend money on marketing, he doesn't necessarily really want me to, or he wants to at least, you know, get the sign off and everything. So, but it used to be that way for almost everything in the store. And at one point I had one monitor and I'm like, I need to have a second monitor. And I was telling him for months and months and he's like, no, I don't know. I don't really want to spend the money. And I'm like, and then one day I just showed up, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, and I went and bought him an extra monitor for what, $100 or something, set it up. And then he came in like a week later and he was like, oh, nice. You got another monitor. I'm like, fuck, you mean you've been putting up all this fight and you didn't even care after all yeah. that? And yes. then it was like, and it's like, oh my God. And so then yes. I figured that I kind of figured that out. It was like, okay, we need to have like a number that if I spend less than this number, it's not going to matter. And yeah. I figured that out. It's like, if Where they I spend look at it, they're not like, what the, what the hell is this? Yeah. yeah. If, I were to, <laughs> if I were to drop a couple thousand, then they'd be like, what is this? Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but there's uh, been yeah. big stuff where I've had to reference and I guess small family businesses, you wear so many hats that you don't really have, Oh, a VP of sales, VP of marketing or anything. Mm-hmm. So you kind of all kind of jump. So Do like there's yeah. one, uh, my family decided to sponsor or be like a supporter of the Oakland Panthers. And that was like $5,000 worth of food. And that mm-hmm. was kind of the biggest, like, okay, we're going to give $5,000 worth of product out with not knowing. And so we kind of had to really break down and, and, 
do the math to what are we actually gambling here? Yeah. And then that was kind of a family decision because I wouldn't have felt comfortable knowing I'm about to give five grand worth of food without their blessing at least. Sure. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. But I mean, pre COVID, I knew that was going to be a great return on investment. Now I still haven't made my money back because I haven't played a game or anything. Yeah. But I know, I know what they mean to the community and what we're doing together. I mean, we even just partnered up and donated like 150 pizzas together to one of the hospitals. So like, I know that's going to be a good partnership. What's your favorite thing about working with your family? My favorite thing is the hopefulness of the future. I know that sucks that you're kind of living for the future, but I really hope there's one day that we can sit down at a Thanksgiving dinner together Mm -hmm. and they all look at, we all look at each other and we go, Hey, we're doing this. We did this. And it's, it's very successful. I don't know. I mean, I, I know we have a successful business right now, but the emotional state that it takes to get to where we need to be is just not like, there's time, there's money, and then there's your emotional, mental mindset. Money's there. We're kind of buying back some of our time, but just the emotional, like, hey, we need to get unloaded to the managers and stuff. So my goal is peace and happiness for my family someday where we're all together. I know that sounds like nice. lovey-dovey and stuff, but that's kind of like no, it's good. my goal. It's where we have an expensive bottle of wine that we can afford, yeah. and we're eating it and drinking it without business on our mind. Sure. I want to ask you that. What is that for you? My favorite thing? Mm-hmm. I guess it's sort of similar. Like as much as my parents can drive me nuts, I do know that there's going to be a day in the future, whether it's, you know, five, 10, 30 years from now where I'm here by myself or, or whatever, or we're just not working together anymore because they're retired. And uh, I just look back and I'll, I'll appreciate that all the extra time I got to spend with them that like, other people my age don't that don't work with their parents they don't get as much time with their parents as I do as much as they're driving me nuts in the moment sometimes I know that I'll cherish the the time that we had together the time that we spent together yeah that that and I also kind of I like the flexibility in the sense that like if I really need a day off or if I need to leave for whatever reason if they're at home and they're just off for something I really needed to leave for an emergency or something I could say can you come in please and cover me and I know that, that they would do it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably my favorite thing about, my favorite things about it. Yeah. What, what's your least favorite thing? Or there's least too, favorite there's, thing? There's too many leaders. There's too many leaders. Because you got the old school uncle and dad. Then mm-hmm. you got my mom who's trickled in, who, in my opinion, is actually the most important person in the business right now. Mm-hmm. Because she's dealing with all the HR crap and that's more of the unknown stuff that we don't know. And so she's kind of taking that on. And then you got me, who's the young gun marketer and the one that just wants to be the face of the restaurant. But then you got my cousin who also is like my equal, who will be the future owner as well. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of opinions flying around. So that's my least favorite. Yeah. It's Um, a lot of give and take and pulling in from in different directions. And then we all want to get paid. Like right. I just named the livelihood of me, my cousin, my mom and dad, my uncle. We all want to try to make a Bay Area living, scraping mm-hmm. from the top there, and that's that's tough sometimes. Yeah, and I have to look at my cousin and I go, "Hey, there's literally no more money to give you or me." Yeah, yeah we're working hard, but mommy and daddy and uncle 
put on all this money. And in my opinion, they still haven't gotten back what they need to put this venture of the second location together. Right. And they, you and me don't deserve money right now. They're the, they're the ones that have everything at risk. Right. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, a hundred percent. Like I wish I had some skin in the game because I, I feel bad for the burden and I would have, I would have done the risk on myself by myself. So the second location would have been, um, fully funded by my wife and I, if we could, it would have been in a smaller area, but we knew we had to do this as a whole family, but in return, that's the risk of the family. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tough thing. And that's the one thing that I think I struggle. I forget that a lot, actually, when I'm like butting heads with my dad, I forget that. Because I guess in my head, the way that it works is we're both striving towards the same thing, which is success, you know, helping him retire, all that shit. Yeah. But I, I do, I guess at times I forget, okay, but he's also got his house on the line, which is why he's so invested in it. Although there, it's funny because sometimes I feel like I'm more invested than him, but realistically I'm not, you know? Like yeah. He's got, his livelihood is on the line. I mean, mine is as well yeah yeah so it's it's tough to find common ground sometimes yeah and shit like and that people have asked like why aren't you part owner for as much as you're doing that's unfair i'm like no like this is theirs i will get mine someday so i gotta just lay a great foundation mm-hmm. to make sure that there's something there for me someday yeah that's a good way to look at it better way yeah. than i've been doing it i probably could <laughs> look at it that way yeah no <laughs> eventually it will be ours and so how great is it gonna be and that's yeah. on us right now yeah all right. If you go back to, I don't know, when you became an adult and started to get more involved with uh, maybe the management side, if you could give yourself advice to help you along in your journey from there to now, what would you tell yourself? Um, understand more of what you're getting into and lead more with your common sense and not just with your heart and your gut. But at the same time, your heart and your gut is what's going to get you to that next level. So would I have changed? I know exactly the pivotal point of when I became the adult that's going to be an equal to my uncle and my dad. What happened? What was it? Um, well, I've gone to the pizza convention every year. Yeah. Um, and so it was finally March of 2016. My uncle said, I have more money than I know what to do with, but I have no time to spend it. That was the thing. So I had to tell him, Hey, I'm here to help you invest in the business, invest into positions and stuff like that. So you don't have to be the one cutting a pizza. And literally that's what he kind of took a pay cut for that reason. And it helped him buy back more of the time, but that's right where I wanted to like try to help them. I'm not going to say that I wish I didn't help them, but I wish that I just kind of knew a little bit more about the mannerisms of what my dad is doing and my uncle is doing. And so I could have been more prepared to navigate the waters for some of those tougher conversations because there has been a lot of butting heads. So just kind of being more prepared to understand the different personalities of the owners that I was going to be with. Cause you know, I'm on a family level, but you don't understand how they are on a business level. Yeah. You're right. You don't really know, I guess the way that they're going to, their mannerisms and the way they're going to act at work versus the way that they do at home. Yeah. Not, not that and, they're necessarily a different person, just that they act slightly different. You know, clean things up maybe at work or whatever. You hope so. Yeah. All right. Last question for you. This one's a tough one. What is your favorite flavor of Starburst? Oh, I, uh, you can ask my wife this. Starburst make me sweat. What do you mean? 
they literally make me sweat. I'm not allergic or anything, but if I have one or two starbursts, I will literally start profusely sweating. Like it's weird. So yeah, I'll have like one pink one, but it just, it happened senior year of high school. Some girl gave me a, a bag of Starburst and I started eating it in the front of class. And I've, of course, I'm just chowing down, chowing down, and I just start sweating. And so, fuck? yeah. So my managers know don't buy me like sweets or anything like that. Cause I'm just going to start sweating and be weird. All right. Then I'm so, going to ask but, you a different uh, question. The pink one, the pink, pink one. one is my oh, okay. favorite. Yeah. Pink one. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, is there anything you would like to promote to the? Uh, uh, so Porky's is uh, Porky's is open for pickup and delivery, and okay. we have, in my opinion, some of the best beer in Pleasanton. There's some really good places out there, but we do, and we have it. We're up there, and we have we sell the beers to go. So, 32 ounces. All it is is just a count. 32 ounce mason jar. It's just the cost of the two pints. If you do want a growler of 64 ounces, we are going to charge you only 55 ounces. And then you do have to buy the growler, but you get to keep it. So it's a great deal. And in my opinion, it's some of the best beer that you're not going to find canned in Pleasanton. So come out and buy beer to go. Awesome. Yep. Oh, thank you again for joining me, buddy. Cool. Appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. All right. Well, that's going to be it for today. Once again, I'd like to thank Nick for taking the time out of his very busy schedule to do the interview with me. As always, I'd love to get some constructive feedback. You can hit me up on Anchor if that's where you listen or on Instagram at the real Jeremy Rosenblatt. You can DM me or on Twitter at JMF Rosenblatt. Uh, thanks again for listening. Hope you're all doing well. Love you all. Thanks.